This is Seven Sports on Dean Radio. Hello, good morning. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Uh, I'm Matt, joined by Kelsey and Ryan, Hello. as always. Morning. How are you doing morning. this morning? All good? All right, mate. Long week. Not been uh, blown over yet. All, this, all the weather's back, the storms are back. Very disappointed that uh, games have been lost. Mm. Again. It's been, well, it's been like three weeks of a washout now, pretty much, yeah. hasn't it? Um, we had a better week last week, to be fair. Last Saturday yeah. was... Uh, Less games pulled off than, than we anticipated, so you know this week is uh, a bit of a kick in the teeth for everyone, really. Yeah, Storm Jorge, which is annoying me because it's spelled weird. That's what, isn't it? Jorge. Is it? Yeah. I don't even know. Well, how are we on? J- I don't Wait, know. George. How are we on J? I, I don't know. It's because it's come from Spain or something. The Spanish meteorologists have called it Jorge, but they it's spelled like George. Weird. Don't like it. Right. Don't like it. Interesting. Like you know George Mendez. Yeah, yeah. His, his name is actually Jorge Mendez. It's a Spanish way of saying George, mate. They must pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I know that, but I just don't know what, like, why, do, why, do, why do we have to adopt all this stuff? <laughs> I thought like, we did bloody uh, Brexit for we this. Both elite. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't happy about that. Should be British names like Storm Phil. Jack. Storm yeah. Jack, mate. Gary. Kevin. Gary. Storm <laughs> John. Sheila. Storm Keith, John. Mate. Keith. <laughs> How about that? Just Storm George all the time. Sid Storm George. Barry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Um, Storm Terry. Tom Tell. Oh, Tell. Oh, coming over. He's blown the patio furniture over. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, anyway, yeah, this is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. We're talking um, local Gloucestershire football every Saturday morning. Um, we're pulling at strings a little bit over the last few weeks because so many games have been off. But you did manage to see a couple of games yeah, last week, didn't you? Can't believe it. We made a late, late decision. We said on the show last week that yeah, we weren't announcing the game, we were keeping it stum. We made the decision on Saturday morning. Originally, we were looking at Slimbridge, um, but unfortunately, their game was called off. Wash out, mate. Yeah, we went to Cinderford. Cinderford versus Mangersfield, a fairly local derby. Mangersfield were terrible, pretty much. It's, uh, it's the best way to describe it. They were not good. Yeah. But oh, equally, Cinderford, very, very good. So Yeah, I think the blemish really was that Cinderford let in a goal. Um, yeah. Winning the game by 3-1. In reality, in an, on another day, it could have been six nil, five nil. Could have been, could have been a, a route really. And, and Cinderford were good value for the win. Two defenders scoring was the story today. There, Matthew. Two defenders, left back Blaine Moore, uh, right back sorry Blaine Moore, and centre half Liam Angel getting on the score sheet. And yeah, I mean, watching the game and, and commentating it, as you'll hear a little bit later on. Um, as soon as Cinderford went one nil up, they were good value for the win, and they never really liked not winning the game from there. Yeah, um, as Butler mentioned there, we have got highlights from that game coming up in the second part of today's show. Um, looking at the league table, incidentally, after that game, uh, our little group of four Gloucestershire and Evesham teams have broken up a little bit now. Winchester City have sneaked in in the middle of the Gloucestershire sandwich of Sirencester and Cinderford now. So um, table's getting a bit tight, but lots of games to be played. Well, you look at it as, off. as well last week. Most of the sides in and around that playoff area all won. So good news for for Cinderford to, to to pick up points again and and you know to not lose any ground. As you get to this stage of the season, it, yes, winning the games is important, but also not losing ground is probably even more important than actually winning your games. Because you know if a side win above you and you lose, I mean that's already that's an extra three points that you've got to make up. And it's yeah, losing ground at this stage of the season when you're hunting for the playoffs, not good, not good. 
Um, the, the the game I'm more interested in is the game you went to on Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday? Yep. Um, just for the reason of how angry was Kelsey trying to get home from Silent Hill still on Tuesday Not night? Not angry at all because the road, road was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highways England have listened. Oh, I was buzzing, mate. <laughs> we <laughs> turned up and we turned up in the gate and was like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure they haven't. Cl- they're not closing it tonight." <laughs> Kelsey's like, "Don't say that." Delighted. He was delighted before the game even kicked off. Bit of uh, a road-based banter with the Sirencester Town Turnstile man, so uh, appreciate that. Yeah, we said to John John Bruff, didn't we? On the uh, well, no, we, we said on the show after him, he's a man that gets things done. So we'd like to think he listened, had a word, in. and, yeah, and saw it out. Probably, yeah, probably was in, mate. Wow, he uh, came and sat up with us and in the stand again, and lasted a little bit longer. Did he? I can't no, even remember. No, no he, he did didn't. not. <laughs> no, he was even shorter. It was three minutes, three minutes. seconds. <laughs> three and a half minutes he stayed in the stand for. Fuming. It's because Sirens just were getting battered in the middle of the park and really didn't settle into the game. And Forest Green were good value to be 2-0 up at, at the break. And really at halftime, it was a case of how many are Forest Green going to win here because they looked that comfortable and that clinical going forward. But Sirens just made a game of it. And in the end, really, Conrad Logan in goal for Forest Green you know, kept Forest Green in the game and Simon Chester probably would have gone on to win it. Uh, that was his uh, senior cup, wasn't it? Gloucester yes. senior cup. Semi-final. Ooh. Um, so, who else is in the final then? Uh, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Bristol City under 23s and one ever. They're in the other semi-final. It's always Bristol City, isn't it? Always. Probably, yeah. Um, well, Simon Chester would have been a little bit happier with the result on the weekend last weekend. Um, looking at the seven league fixtures from last weekend we managed to get three over four local sides on Siren Sister beat Willand Rovers 6-0 in Up that game the Willand well that game oh, was Siren uh, Rover, I should say <laughs> <laughs> that game was a, a bit of a weird one anyway for the fact that Willand um, broke down on the way up yeah, so didn't arrive the until about was 3.34, wasn't it? I think the kickoff was. Yeah, was they, really they, weird provisionally they were looking at kicking off at 3.45. They kicked off at 3.34. I think in the end, the referee just decided, sod this. Let's yeah. just get out there and play. <laughs> I want to get on front and deck. Yeah, prob- yeah probably. Yeah, probably was that. And yeah, so for for Simon Sister, you know, you're planning to get everything done by 3 o'clock and then suddenly you've got to delay your preparation as well. It wasn't ideal for anyone, but to win it so comfortably and win it well, um, I think John Bruff would have been delighted with that. Well, I mean, even last week on the show when we spoke to John Bruff, you know, he said that Siren like to have their little routines, don't they? You know, before the game, they'll come out just before kickoff, maybe do like a quick little footwork drill and, and things like that. But then when something like that happens, it changes your whole preparation. I mean, like when, um, obviously when I was still doing bits for Gloucester City, we went to Bognor Regis Town on an away day, and that was when the M3 was shut. Um, sort of in and around uh, Winchester and and, thing, and places like that. So obviously we had to do a massive detour. The game got delayed kickoff. Um, it didn't kick off till about 20 past three and, and it was frantic. I mean, I mentioned it on commentary on, on, on Saturday um, with, you know, Tim Harris and Mark Richards and Matt Rose all sort of working up a last minute plan for, um, you know, nutrition and, and, and things like that and a warm up. So yeah, it, it, it does... It puts pressure on not just the players, but also the management as well. You know, people talk about the players being under pressure, but the management and the whole the whole outfit is under immense pressure in that sort of situation. You probably don't realise it as well. Like, uh, if if you listen to this radio show and you're not really um, up to speed with like local football and how how it works and stuff, you kind of wouldn't think that nutrition and fitness and that stuff comes into it as much as it does in the higher levels. But really, thinking about it, just mentioning something like that, just from the National League North, which is what, the sixth tier? Sixth tier? I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it really shows that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
Um, especially a lot goes when, into it now. Well, yeah, especially when you consider as well that at the time Gloucester had, you know, Mark Richards as assistant manager, who obviously is very big in terms of what he's doing at Hartbury and, and his development with young players coming through and also you're making sure that they're on the right track with their nutritional plans and things like that. So obviously he was trying to bring that into the more sort of semi-professional level that Gloucester were at. Um, and it was really, it's really something new for Gloucester at the time. I mean, I don't know. I imagine James Rowe has something similar in place. I mean, you'd expect them to um, nowadays anyway. But yeah, at the time, it was really quite a new thing for um, for, for Richards and Harrison. Uh, I think it was actually Will Morford who was... Uh, who was coached there at the time as well. So yeah, it's a really new thing, but it has become quite big in the uh, in the local game nowadays. Well, what players at all levels have is they have their routines. So you know, if you know you're going on a away trip, you eat at a certain time. Uh, example would be Luke Kavanagh. Um, when going away with Long Levens, for example, his alarm would go off on his phone. He'd eat at a certain time and you know, it's all meticulous. It's all process getting ready to then be doing the warm-up at about quarter past one, half, uh, quarter past two, sorry, half two, ahead of a three o'clock kickoff. You delay that even by 45 minutes, your body's out of sync because you're prepping yourself in such yep. a way for a game that it's almost having the rug pulled out from underneath you. So we said that on commentary at the time. You know, <clears throat> naturally you'd say, oh, well, you know, how are Will- Willand going to react arriving late? I think the heart, the question is, how is Siren going to react having to sit around for 45 minutes and wait in? And in the end, you look at it, and they won one six nil. So all that chatter, sort of, you know, it, it, you can either look at it two ways. You can either think, oh, it's irrelevant because Siren went and smashed him six nil, or you think actually that has really showed itself in 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 the fact that Siren have gone on one six nil. So shows that Siren have utilised that time to be yeah, able exactly. to prepare in the correct way. As well, just uh, the kind of manager John Bruff yes. is, you know, like you said, with someone like Luke Kavanagh, Bruff very much similar, very meticulous in his planning, you know, very task driven you know he's a, he's a very he is a very driven manager he knows what he wants he knows what he wants to achieve and he knows how to get his point across um other game in the seven Divi- uh yeah seven division one last week uh evesham united two biddeford two um and slimbridge moneyfields was postponed the old pp um obviously um we didn't mention gloss city yet they drew what uh, no, they didn't they drew, they drew pp they drew pp <laughs> yeah no they were they were called off they were away at curse nashton i think that was probably more entertaining uh game there than the one that me and ryan saw at curse nashton <laughs> about three years ago which was nil nil we mentioned the other week on the show and uh they have had their game today called off uh last night as well at about half past six uh, game at home to alfreton which I was going to be attending and doing live tweets on the Seven Sport Twitter has been called off. So I wonder if um, anyone's tweeted the official account going, "That's called off too early." You could have <laughs> let it go a little bit after the debacle a few weeks ago. Uh, always, always better safe, than, better safe than sorry. But then, then again, you know, it's just another game that Gloucester have to make up on a Monday night, so that just gives us more options for games to go to um, and less time for us to spend. Well, for me to spend with uh, my girlfriend, which is an absolute. Well, I'll choose my words carefully. Um, move on, please, Matt. I mean, I mean, you're, you're going. You're going to offend like you're ever going to get us kicked off the Reddit, or you're going to nah, really offend fine, your missus. <laughs> fine, well, mate. You're going away she, tonight, anyway. So he's going to go yeah. away for a gig. To watch example, yeah, oh. in Birmingham. Nice. Yep. Gonna have fun there. I saw an example at Wink, uh, Whitcomb Cider Festival a few years back. It was really good. Mm. I've, uh, I've made the statement to Kelsey already that. Anything past the first album, from example, it's not very good. Yeah, you have to first go for the st- classics. First, first, to be first fair, album, nah, right? mate. Some of some of it, some of his newer stuff, like that's the whole "Stay Awake" album. That's uh, but the love with this, kick yeah, starts the song again. he did with Calvin Harris. Uh, oh, that was all right. The song he did with yeah. Retro Thirty Two back in the day, mate. Retro Thirty Two. 
Wretch 3 2, mate. That's Wretch, Wretch Maybe let's play some example later on in the show. Wretch 2. Wretch 3 Jesus. Can we play example won't go quietly? Mm. Now I'm. I'm not going to say All that. right, okay. Um, so, Glossy was called off last week. They results did go their way because Blythe did lose as well, which is good for them near the bottom because that's another bit of a gap building for them now as well if they can win their games mm. in hand. So, it's all good mm. uh, in that respect. I mean, they're not going to go down, are they? Let's no, be honest. No. With the way that league setup is, with the relegation this season, I would I would be very, very, very surprised if Gloucester City do go down this season. See, the thing is, people have been saying, like, well, some people have said that James Rowe was a bad move to do it now and all this, but thinking about it now, is it a bit of a bit of a master stroke getting it like getting him in now, building the squad up, ready for next season when they know that there's no chance of really going down because there's a lot, there's two teams at least that are worse than them. I mean, that's one yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily think that that's that's correct what you're saying, but that I'm is just one way to of like, at it. you know put a bit <laughs> of a positive spin on it. Um, let's move on anyway. Um, Hellenic Premier League from last week. Bishops Cleave Easington Sport was called off. So was Flackwell Hoof versus Brimpscombe and Lydney Town. Flackwell what? Sorry, Flackwell Hoof. Flackwell Hoof. Here, <laughs> Flackwell Hoof. He's getting in the mood for Cheltenham already, mate. Flackwell yeah. Hoof. <laughs> yeah, um, Brim versus Brimscombe was postponed, and Lydney um, versus Windsor was obviously postponed because of their flooded pitch. Uh, interestingly, if you want to hear a little bit about that. Um, flooding on the Lydney Sports pitches from last week. You can listen back to last week's show on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Um, games last week, Bradley Town Saints 1, Tuffley Rovers 3. Good win for Tuffley. Um, Fairford Town 3, Reading City 0, which Butler's going to be gutted about. Just mm. favour the Reading teams, don't they? Yeah. Love the Fairford. <laughs> um, and Virginia Water 1, Long Levens 3. Which I was delighted about, of course. Yeah, go on the Long Levens. Um, Division 1 West Morton Rangers 3 Clanfield 4 and Ooh. Shortwood 1 Bolton Rovers 0 um, Newent Cheltenham Saracens was PP as was Stone S Town versus Tiddington Rocks um, County League anything jump out for you last week Butler do you want me to run through them uh, for you can't even remember what happened in the County League last week um, we had a few games on Frampton 2 Quasley 1 that was the big game we, we picked out last week um, oh yeah note about that game I know a number of people went to that game have all told me Referee was shocking, and he was being assessed. Coincidence? I think not. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, seems to be the case. I think actually, I saw some tweets about that. Yeah, um, I did see that. Um, Hannum two, Henbury three, Littlestoke four, Broadwell Amateurs two, Royal Dean Hill Rangers one, Hardwick one, and Rockleys two, Wick three. Up the wick. Up, 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 the, up the wick. Up the yeah, wick. Even go. though they lost. Yeah, they won. They won three two. Oh yeah, so they did. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. Sorry. Don't listen to it. Up the wick. Go on, the boys. Um, so that was last week's games. Um, we will run through the games coming up this week um, after the break. Coming up straight after the break, we're going to have highlights from that game that uh, Butler and Cassie went to last weekend. Cinderford 3, Mangotsfield Field 1. Um, so stay tuned for that after the break. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. Looking for an option, and it's played off of Lorcan Sheehan. I thought it was Mangasfield for yeah. me. Well, Simon is the man who played it up off of him. Referee said no, though. Hicks is throwing inside to Hardin. Turns in the box. Hardin gets a strike away. Into back of the net. And James Hardin has scored with a simple finish, really. Jacob Glover just w- stood there and watched it go past him down to his right-hand side. A great bit of uh, awareness from Sammy Hicks to launch the long throwing in. Bamford dummied it, it fell to Hardin, chest it, turned, rode the challenge of his man, put it into the back, into back of the net. 1-0 to Cinderford, easy as that. 
Wall cuts inside on halfway. Blaine Moore trying to get going forward. Lewis has done exceptionally well with that one. Bamford flicks in delightfully to Wall. What a move this is from Sinford. It's Harden. Great save. It's still there. Blaine Moore puts it into the back of the net. And that one's 2-0. And what a great goal, you have to say, from, from Sinford. Great team move. Perfect uh, perfect run from Blaine Moore. Knocks it in. Knocks it down the line. Andy Lewis did exceptionally well to kind of overhead kick that inside for Bamford. Bamford flicked it inside for Harding. He uh, had all the goal to aim at, put it straight down the throat of Glover, but he could only parry it only as far as Blaine Moore, who'd continued his, wor- his run, and he puts it into the back of an empty net, and Sinifer have taken a two-goal lead. Bauer and Dunstan going at it between each other in the penalty area. Sheehan delivers. It might fall for Lewis, and it's going to come in there for Harding. Is it put in? It is. It's bundled in. And it looks like it's Liam Angel. Angel. Liam Angel, the man who's poked it in from about six yards out and uh, out of absolutely nothing really the, the, the corner came in and it was, it was bundled around there loose ball Liam Angel the quickest to react and he stabbed it home didn't even look like it had gone in from this angle but uh, Angel the man gets up wheels away in celebration and Sinford if they hadn't done so already have put this game to bed early in the second half and they lead Mangusfield United by three goals to nil I don't want to act like I know what I'm talking about, but as soon as that ball's hit the back of the net, Paul Michael turned around to Kieran Order and said, get your kit off, you're going down. Uh, Belcher had uh, sort of come off the end of the wall and uh, gone out wide, taking it into the penalty area, skips past um, Kieran James. He's dragged him back, you know, and no contact really, not just a little bit of contact, but uh, goes down, steps up to the penalty spot, and it's a goal for Mangotsfield. That one's put away by Daniel McBeam. So that one is, well, the both teams to score leg of this one ticked off. Uh, highlights there from Sinderford 3, Mangotsfield 1 from last weekend that the lads attended. Um, we've already spoke about the game, so we'll move on to this week's games. Um, just whilst we're at this juncture in the show, um, I want to mention what else we've got coming up. Um, shortly, we're going to be chatting to the head of the Football Academy at Hartbury, Paul Tassel. He joins us for a very nice interview. Or as Kelsey said, is it... Paul to sell. I, no, I, <laughs> like I, I inquired. For sell. Yeah, I, inquired. <laughs> I was merely inquiring: is is it Paul to sell? Is it Paul Tassel? You know, you don't want you don't want to get these things. We're men of the it. people. He's Tassel. Yeah, if we weren't men of the people, he would be Paul to sell. <laughs> but yeah, man, man of the people, <laughs> Paul Tassel coming up. Um, also later on in the show, we're going to be talking to Sharpness manager Tom. Patterson is that what Patterson? It? Patterson. From what I was hearing, what you said, it sounded like you said Patterson, and I wrote it down as Peterson, Good and I boy. thought. I don't know. Um, so we're listening. We're, we're chatting to him later on in the show. Um, we're also going to do Castle versus nice. Matt um, and the halftime Bob this week, which was Castle's theme mm. of tracks from sporting TV shows or movies. And you get like it was TV shows. No, I just I just think it's a bit too dense. I was trans- transpired is we've all picked songs from movies, so yeah. but it's nice to have options. I reckon you probably pick the same one as me. Mm, I don't know. Okay, maybe not then. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't think you are. No, I don't think we've picked the same one. I bet yours is an American football one. Uh, no, it's not actually. Uh, I nearly picked an American football one. Anyway, we'll do that in a bit. Let's come into the third part of the show. Um, and that, yeah, that's that's it. If you want to get in touch with the show, um, Seven Sport on Twitter, um, find us on Facebook as well, or email us info at sevensport.co.uk. I don't think we've ever given out our personal Twitters on on the show Oof. before. If anyone wants to follow, I mean, like you know, I don't know why you want to follow me. I don't tweet anything, so no, mine's just. Wolves and 
Mine's yeah, a good crack. Which is just is a good crack. Ryan's is probably a bacon butty. At a bacon butty. B u t t e e on that one. There you go. Get in touch if you want. Um, Usually, look- sarcastic replies to Kelsey's girlfriend's tweets. Yeah, about how she misses him. There was a good one that your your brother picked up on in the uh, on the week on Facebook. I must say. Which one was that? Uh, oh, the old Ash Wednesday one. Kelsey yeah. being, oh, being uh, ultimately Jesus. wet. Classic, <laughs> classic, mate. Can't believe it. How Jesus, self-centered he, he to have a whole Wednesday he, named after he you. He says yeah. to me, we're, we're on Xbox Live, just chat, chatting, chilling, playing Cricket 19 as you do. He's <laughs> like, oh, have you, seen, have you seen my post on there? On Facebook, I was like, no, what post is this? <laughs> I was like, you're going to hate this. And as soon as he said it, he said, oh, you hate this. And I looked and my brother's tagged me in the comment. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I was just opened it and I thought... Christ, <laughs> you, you opened. You got soaked from the wetness that Kelsey was putting out. Well, my brother was called Ashley I mean, as well, so he, the, was, he weren't having any of it. I mean, it, look, it got plenty of likes and uh, plenty of love. So, so it's all about social media happy hits. Days. Don't, she don't yeah, really care, care about, about you know, his girlfriend's feelings. Pretty much, mate. I'm now an influencer, so you know, if you want any brand deals, I'm your man. <laughs> I'm looking at you, athlete sport. Come, to, come at us. But yeah, you're dressed looking like Deirdre Rashid with your big specs. <laughs> Three the seven sport we're attacking, we're attacking right now. More like a Dil Rashid, mate. <laughs> no, you never like a Dil Rashid. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, a bowl of great googly. Let's put a pin in that and uh, let's move on. This week's famous fixtures. cricketers we all look like. That's, that should be a topic of one. Just topic of discussion. Go on then, Matt. You look a bit like uh, I don't know any cricketers. So you can say anybody. You look a bit like a more pale Mark Ramper. I was going to say that's a great. Uh, yeah, Ooh, I'm going to Google Ramper Crash. It's a great shout. Yeah. I reckon you look a little bit like the Bermuda first slip, <laughs> Dwayne Leverock. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Leverock, but just with a well, different, yeah, different a bit like Mark skin. Hell of a shout, isn't it? Why is Mark Rambacash dentist like one of the first hits on Google? No idea. I think he probably a teeth job. Maybe is his teeth done? I, mean, I am. I'm struggling with, with with you. To be fair, mate. I'm, I I don't know. I look part more, I look more like the Empire, Alim Da. Yeah, part of me wants <laughs> to say you kind of like like look like a little bit like a chubby version of Andrew Strauss, like with the head shape. Take that. Like, Hell of a cricket. Mm. And then another part of me thinks you you know you've got the face of like a Steve <laughs> Smith. You know, someone you just want to punch. It was that guy that's on Talk Sport all the time at the moment. Uh, Darren Goff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Darren Goff. Goff. <laughs> Darren it. Goff. Decent fast bowler. <laughs> no um, idea. If, no idea for Kelsey. Mm. For some, reason, one, straight, for some reason, straight away, Quentin de Kock just uh, flies out of me. <laughs> Good player. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. A bit of faff duplicy about him. If Harley chooses listening, I'm sure he'll have a great couple of suggestions for us in the uh, in the group chat. So, Well, if you think you look like a cricketer, would you like to send send us two pictures of your face and your cricketer's <laughs> face to At7 Sport? And we will rate them <laughs> on air next week. <laughs> that, could, that could be your feature for when I'm not here next week. Mm, yeah, we got some news about that. We'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. We'll let you know what's going on next week. But it's... It's a good one. It's two hours of just us playing uh, The Price is Right, um, <laughs> Play Your Cards Right. Mm. E- every sort of 90s uh, game show you can imagine. Strike It Rich with Michael Barrymore. I'm going to get a mini um, snooker table in here and we can do big break. <laughs> you know, like the little <laughs> tiny <laughs> ones. Like. <laughs> We've got a dartboard. You used to have one of those in your old studio. We did in the old studio, did, yeah. yeah. We've grown up since then. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Got thrown out. Although yeah, I will say that this, this could well be my last show because obviously with coronavirus is now in Wales and I'm going there next, next mm. weekend... Touch wood, boys. Touch wood. Got your room and stick it for tonight, but I know what I'd rather have. <laughs> 50 mil or Kelsey never coming back on this show. It'd just be one of those old members of Seven Sport that me. we mention every now and again. That's it, yeah. Do you remember when Kelsey was here? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. Used to pick dead themes for uh, Might get that. Might get that post about that black boxer up at some point. Yeah, you might do. 
anyway, let's get back to this week's fixtures. Um, now, this is where we come clean and say that we are not live on Saturday morning. We are pre-recorded Jesus. on Friday night. Um, and we've got a lot of games that are off already, but do check before you travel for any of these. We understand Forest Green's game at Leighton Orient is due at 8 o'clock pitch inspection so it would have been done a couple of hours ago now so do check that one out um, but they're playing late in at home today um, Chantam are away at Colchester as we understand on Friday night nothing is in doubt with that one National League North Gloucester City versus Africa Town is already called off as we mentioned earlier on um, so that game's off today uh, seven League Division One South. At the moment, on Friday night, everything is on, but there probably will be pitch inspections. Pitch all inspections over the place. are happening at nine to ten a.m. throughout that league. Um, so games in that division: AFC Totten versus Sirencester Town, Bristol Manor Farm versus Cinderford Town, Highworth Town versus Evesham United, and Lark Hall Athletic versus Limbridge. So they're all away anyway. So if you're going to go, you're probably a hardcore fan because you're going away. There you go. Um, Hellenic Premier Division I'm not even going to go through the games because they're all off bar one Windsor versus Long Levens which is where Ryan Butler is off to this afternoon mm. for live updates on 7 Sport you doing commentary or just updates oh just updates mate I'm going just to have fun he's going to have fun he's going to have a cider I reckon I'm going to I mean is, uh, is Trev Winman going no right well, so Ryan is probably going to not have any cider then if we have a normal amount and not any gross amount <laughs> a lovely kind of non-alcoholic beverage Ryan's on, the, Ryan's on the panda pops tomorrow he drinks responsibly it's good I don't know I might have to because we're going east might have to get some some west cider mate mm. no you're going to get something like shandy or something like shandy bass or something like that no do you want some proper Dandelion west, and west country stuff to take over there westerns I am a fan, fan of westerns scrumpy yeah, westerns. get some scrumpy on the go mate you'd be hammered by by 12 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I like to see Butler at a cider festival to be fair Mm. You need to go to a proper like West Country Cider Festival. Problem is, Wickham Cider Festival is the same weekend as a football. So yeah, yeah, and it's overpriced and yeah. not as good as it used to be now. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, I want to go into that. Um, Hello, that came from the heart. That <laughs> came from <laughs> dark, dark place. Basically, um, I've got commitments now, so I'm not allowed to go. So that's basically You're my a big family man. Then. Yeah. Oh dear. Ellen uh, Division One West, Borton Rovers versus Stone Ice Town is on at the moment. Do check. Siren, uh, Chantham Saracens versus Shortwood is postponed. Siren Town Development versus Newent Town is on, and that will be on because on the 3G pitch. And Hereford Lads Club versus Morton Rangers. That would be interesting if that's on because if I quite a that probably that way. Uh, County League, um, one of the games is postponed, which you've already Little put Stoke. on there. Yeah, Little Stoke, Bromley Heath is off. Um, other games, Aki Bocco versus Rodine Hill Rangers. I believe the Gala game at Quesley's got a 10am inspection, Hardwick a 10am inspection as well against Patchway. So by the time we go out on uh, Dean Radio, we probably know if it's on or not. You'd imagine most of them will probably mm. be off. Even Wick Hannum. Even the big one, Sharpness mm. versus Frampton United. But do check. Up the nest. Uh, yeah, we're chatting to the sharpness manager a little bit later on. Um, Who, what's, it, what's his name again, Matt? Uh, <laughs> Tom <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom. Up the nest. Um, we're not going to bother going for the other fixtures because they're probably going to be off. But do check some sport website um, for full fixture list. And I'm sure these guys are going to be doing a live blog post tomorrow anyway. Uh, today, even when the games are um, on or Chelsea off, Chelsea be doing it because I'll be on the way to Windsor. Yeah. You're in my best yeah. life. Yeah, they got 3G pitch at Windsor, are they? No, it's have a good, we- good pitch and not as bad weather. Really? Ah, there you go. And um, uh, and a very good kit as well. Yeah, yeah, is it a bit busy for me? A bit too much going on. A bit busy. A bit busy. 
There's got to be much going on on it. Is it like the uh, half like Union Jack? Although I will say, you know, Forest Green's kit. Me and Ryan saying on Tuesday night, very good kit, mate. Very very nice. Is it? Um, it's not made by like a no. It's like though, it, is it? Is it it's, like ma- a, it's made from like recycled bamboo and hemp. all that <laughs> and the stuff like that. So they were on actually. Um, it's what it is. Uh, Jamie Oliver, you know, just that Friday night show with that other guy, J- Jimmy. Jamie, They're going to have. Um, they were at Forest Green the other day. Did you? Did you know? Uh, this is a fun fact for you. Their mascot at today's game is actually going to be Greta Thunberg. Um, it's not actually, but it probably at some point they're probably going to get her. In. <laughs> I thought you were serious, eh? <laughs> no, she mate. was in Bristol. Oh, you. I mean, imagine, imagine, like if I've just said that, and it turns out tomorrow or today, rather, it that is going to happen. I mean, the show's falling apart now. We keep saying tomorrow, today. This is all your fault. You Sorry. said it once. That's it. Back on it's Saturday. Saturday morning. Saturday we were morning. all fine until you mentioned that it's pre-recorded. Normally, it's Ryan that says it, but he uh, sort of you know kept himself from doing it. This I was sat here with heavy eyes, really wanting to go to bed. Yeah, you, that's you just you, tired. like on a normal. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bit late for me. Sorry, it's because I only had water for him to drink. Is there nothing? He's missing his scrumpy soda. That's what he's he got. No, no, no e numbers. That's it. No more e numbers for you, mate. No. When I get home, Pepsi Max in me. I'll be send you a second wind. Send you to bed without your chicken nuggets. And if Pepsi are listening, yes, I will take that endorsement. <laughs> Max taste zero sugar. Good stuff. Right, um, let's get back to the show because we're, we're drifting off all the time today. Um, coming up in the next... Three blokes having fun, mate. Coming up in the next part of the show, we're talking to the head of the um, football academy at Hartbury College, Paul Tussell, or Tassel. Um, Darius. Butler, you chatted to him a little bit earlier on. Good interview coming yes. up. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was saying to, to Kelsey on the way over to your house here, Matt, that you know Paul Tassel was a very good interview and, and to be honest, I could have gone on a, a lot longer. Um good answers nice chat that we had um and interesting very interesting man good philosophy and yeah he's proud of the the way football's developing and he's also uh proud of, of his side for the win they they got on monday um so that interview is coming up straight after the break we're also going to go into the halftime bob raw this is seven sport on dean radio this is seven sport on dean radio and i'm delighted to say that we're joined on seven sport on dean radio by the Head of the Football Academy at Hartbury College, Paul Tassel. Paul, good morning, how are you? Very good, thank you. Now, you've had a, a busy week. Um, starting off, the Gloucester Schools FA side have managed to get to the final, um, playing the game at Stoke City as well. What an achievement, considering it's your second year, is it, running? Yeah, that's right. We, um, you know, <coughs> as a Gloucestershire Schools kind of, our program, um, you know, we've we've always been keen to try and get an under eighteen team off the ground, and it's been great that there's more under eighteen club teams going on in the county, and we just thought it's natural, especially with you know we've been successful as a as a college as an under eighteen in national competitions, and we just thought let's let's give it a try, and um, yeah, in our second year we've we've managed to get to the national final, so it's been brilliant has it been easy to get the the team sort of together and you know obviously setting up a brand new team it's going to take a lot of time effort and and hard work how easy was that process um it's it's always tough starting something new um you know we kind of a lot of us involved have have been there and, and done it so we just knew we'd have those teething problems but um you know obviously getting the involvement of um, different staff and getting the schools on board, which again has just evolved. We've had more and more schools nominate players 
Um, you know, I can't lie, the majority of the players are made up of uh, boys at Hartbury, but, you know, at least we're getting more schools contribute. And obviously what's also important is that the, the club sides have kind of supported it as yeah. well because there's been there's been occasions where the games have been when they've had games, but they've been they've been brilliant in regard to letting the lads play for Gloucestershire schools and maybe not the clubs. Um, and obviously then that's the, the, the reward really. And in the, the cup run and in particular the, the game this week, you know, how well did the, the boys play? Oh, they were they were they were brilliant. If you you know, you always look in a semi final that they turn up and produce and you know no one really was a, under seven out of ten. It was just a, a a team performance, you know, tactically they were spot on, um, against what I'd probably say were one of the favourites, you know, if you look at the size of Essex compared to her Gloucestershire and the the clubs that are involved in that county, it's again it's a, it's a great feat. But that's that's always been the thing is we know it's not about the the quantity, it's about the quality and then giving them the kind of right environment to to produce the performance and they they absolutely nailed it. And how exciting is it, not just for, for the players, but for yourself as a coach, to, you know, you go into a, a former Premier League ground, um established championship ground in, in Stoke City, um, for the final. You know, you how how excited are you for that occasion? Uh, yeah, I can't wait. You know, it's it's kind of why we do the job. Yeah. You know that we we get to give the the boys that experience. You know, some of them will probably never play at a Premier League ground, um, but you know, and, and I'm just the same. Is is you, you want to give them those experiences? We as staff want those experiences, um, and it's you know we I've, I've been lucky enough with obviously Hartbury to be there. Um, I think 2015 um, to win our national final and you kind of think you, just, you know it's like oh I, I'd love to be back there and it's just uh, happens that it's it's back there and it'd be a fantastic day out for everyone. Do you think the the fact you, you're only in your second year does that almost make it no pressure because you know you're, you're achieving so quickly um you know, get into the final anyway. So is that taking the pressure off? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think we've we've gone into that with you know no expectations, and we've said that to the players. Said, look, this is this is something new, um, but there is that opportunity. Um, you know, let's let's try and get. You know, the squads the squads had to change throughout the rounds because injury and availability, all the rest of it. But ultimately, we knew. As a as a core of players in the county, we'd have a strong team. And it was just a matter of, okay, let's how, see how far we can we can go. And you know, we just kept getting through the rounds, and then you know, we just then produced a, a fantastic team performance on Monday, and and now we've got the final to look forward to. Now I've been following your your social media um, all yeah. week. Obviously, as soon as we saw the result turned to Kelsey and said, look, we need to get Paul on. Um, you tweeted about how, you know, they say that Gloucester's a, a rugby county and it's kind of the, the standpoint we take. You know, we try to promote yeah. local football. As an academy manager, you know, have you seen a, a change in the, the guard almost? You know, football in the county is becoming bigger and, and more popular. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, a, you know, is only a good thing. It means... 
um, all the way from grassroots in the county, you know, all the way up to the club system. Um, you know, there's there's more and more teams competing, playing, and you know, we we don't do what we do at Hartbury if those clubs aren't getting those players through that pathway. So it's it's great to know that you know, even even I said before, there's there's more under eighteen club teams now in the in the county. You know, Slimbridge have got one now, Tuffley, yeah. uh, Bishop Cleave. It's you know, when I started my job, it was we probably had Gloucester City under 18s in and Sirencester and that was about it. Um, so it's just great to see the growth and, you know, people trying to get things off the ground, even against sometimes those those challenges of provision. And yet it is predominantly a rugby playing county. But I think we're we're starting to make those those steps and, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. This is just obviously uh, shows that, that we have got, we have got the talent in the county to, to potentially be, you know, now we've got the potential to be named the best county schools mm. in the in the country. And how pleasing is it for you to see so many um, Hartbury boys involved in, in senior football on any given Saturday? I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm already thinking of the likes of, you know, Kieran Alder at Sanderford. He's one who I spoke at length about yeah. his, his time at Hartbury. There's others, obviously, throughout men's football um Westfields have got players as well you know yeah. do you have any influence on um decisions they make to join men's sides or do you just trust the players to to you know make the correct decision for themselves and, and enjoy football yeah we you know first of all it's it's um it's amazing to see so many players playing at that standard um you know throughout the teams in the county and for every field that have been been through our kind of pathway um, I think the last time we counted, it's about sixty-four players that are playing. Wow! You know, in those in those in those teams that have been with us, either college or university, and obviously there's, there's still some there. So, and that that's our that's kind of our main aim. We mm. can develop young players into playing, you know, that standard and in, in beyond. That that's what we want. So we work we work, you know, with the clubs to try and place players because um, you know we do get some players from um, out of the county. Um, but then you've got your local boys that we'll, we'll have the discussion with them. We're again we're lucky with a lot of the managers at club size that you know they they want our players and they will look after them. You know they will help support them as young players playing that standard. And we're starting to see you know the fruition of that with some of the boys that are playing regularly at that level and obviously some that have obviously gone on to to make it in the pro game. Are there any players that, that are currently at Hartbury coming through the, the system that, you know, you look at and think, wow, he's got a bright future, he's some player. Um, for those who may not know who's at Hartbury, I mean, I see people go to games, They you tell them, oh yeah, that that's Leighton Tuadolo, for example. He's yeah. studying at Hartbury and, and whatever and, you know, he's he's much shorter after like, no way. He looks like he's been playing for years. Is there any yeah. sort of standout players for you where you think, you know, they're gonna have a bright future? Um, yeah, we you know there's a there's a lot, you know, it seems like our quality's going up every year, uh, thanks to the success we're having. But, you know, um obviously Ross is one at the moment, Ross Johnston, that's yep. um, you know, with Gloucester as part of the link we have with them, um, who you know, at 17 years old, is 
already played for Gloucester. He's played England schools, England colleges. I think he's probably going to be England schools captain this year. And it's, you know, you just think he's he's a Jordan Henderson. It's just, you know, somebody, he's a leader, he's our captain. It's just probably a matter of time. He's getting a lot of interest anyway, just making it, making sure that's going to be right, the right move for him. Um, you know, we've Leighton's doing really well. Again, you know, he's, he's he's been playing that level of football for a long time, so he's kind of matured a bit quicker. Uh, we got King Badu, who's come through the college and now university. He scored 84 goals in three years for us. You know, he's he's at Westfields now, but you know, I'm pretty confident he will he will be one of the next ones that sign professionally. And then for us, it's also the lads that are released from yeah. clubs locally. You know, we've got. Um, Josh Thomas, that was at Cheltenham. He's, you know, he's now with us, and for me, he's just got all the attributes to to make it. Someone just needs to, you know, give him that opportunity. You know, this centre mid, he can play right back, he can play centre half, but he's just um, as a for us, he plays centre mid, and I look at him, and he's just got he's got all the attributes you would need. So. There are a few that stick out for me. It's probably unfair of the ones that I haven't mentioned, but it's um, you know it's, it's exciting to work with you know that calibre of players and also l- look where they come in a short space of time. I think sometimes it's easy to say players won't won't make that grade at 16 or 18, but we're kind of challenging that that kind of mould. Um, you know, we've had we've had one lad go from our junior fourth team, and he's. You know, he's been on trial at Swansea. Wow. Um, he's on trial at Leicester at the moment, and you're just thinking, you know, it's there's 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 no barrier. It's just about getting the best out of him in the time we've got. Now, before obviously this interview, as I said to you, to yourself, you know, read up a bit about you, read a couple of interviews that that you've done. I, I literally found out obviously um, about your career. Saw yeah. that you were. At Reading in in your youth stage, my hometown, so buzzing with that. Okay. Also, um, read that your your career was cut short. Yeah. My question, sort of, to finish up, really is: Has that impacted directly the way in which you coach and the way you see young players develop? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know your life experience do shape you, and obviously the people that you've you've you know you've had influence you know your coaching or playing careers but um you know we just we just try and make sure that the lads have got a really good package with the education you know as well as the football because you know yeah my example is a bad injury football career is potentially over what have you got to fall back on you know is I always wanted a career in football in you know in in maybe lecturing in coaching so that just naturally took me, took me that way. So it's it's just make sure we develop the the players as good good citizens, good people, to make sure that that could be the difference between them making professional football just down to character. It might be makes them more employable. It's just making sure that we give them the best chances and opportunities to succeed in their lives. And there's a lot of staff that have been similar situations to myself and it's having that empathy of you know we've we've been in certain situations um and again just maximizing the the time that they've they've got with us paul thanks very much for joining us on the show um absolutely delighted to see 
um, how obviously the county is flourishing within football and good luck to the Gloucester school side in the final. Brilliant. Thanks for your time and uh, thanks for all your coverage. It's been uh, much um, much appreciated. Paul Tassel there from Hartbury College. What a lovely man. Yes, very lovely man and an interesting man. He's had a, a, an interesting life in football and uh, yeah, wish him all the luck and he uh, texted me afterwards, thanked, all the, thanked us for all the hard work and the coverage that we do for, for local football and you know, uh, he is fighting a good fight as well. That, as he says, there, f- football uh, can be big in the county, and the county's more than just a rugby county. That's it. And like Cassie was saying earlier on in the show, um, Gloucester City, with the setup they used to have with Hartbury College and stuff as well, they do a lot for the lower leagues as well, getting all this nutrition and that kind of thing. And so, well, as he said, good. there, 64 players that play for Hartbury College uh, play men's mm. football on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, good, good for local sides to uh, go into that talent pool. Which is just down the road. Um, Maybe we can sit here and have a whole hour-long discussion about that. But genuinely, I could have sat there and interviewed him for about an hour, mm. just talking. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting conversation, and uh, enjoyed that. Well, one day the uh, the inter- interviews are going to dry up, so we can get him back on. Yeah, we can recycle things. It's fine. When we go round the the circle on the spinner, and speaking of spinner. <laughs> It's time for the Halftime Bovril. Uh, this is part of the show, which we do every week. It's the most popular feature on 7 Sport, I have to be said. Um, and is that we... like just you saying that, or is it... Like well, it's the longest-running feature, so... Yeah, well, that's it's the traditional. I'm going to say, yeah, it's got to be the most popular, because they don't have to listen to us talking for about four minutes, because we True. play track. So. I survived the test of time. We keep bringing it back. No matter where we're hosting a show, it always appears. Mm, I think I need to make a new jingle for it, really. It'd be quite good, wouldn't it? I'll find the old one again. We're good at recycling things. Um... Anyway, this week's Halftime Bovril. Halftime Bovril, I should say, is a part of the show where we each pick a track based on a theme that was picked on the previous week's show. Um, last week's theme was uh, sporting tracks from... No, music from sporting yeah. movies or, or TV, TV shows. Programs. But it had to have lyrics. That's so you couldn't go and just pick something like Match of the Day theme. Mm. So. Oh. What if I get that guy off Twitter that does the, the grandstand? Uh, grand yeah, I might play that. Um, so yeah, um, and then we basically pick a track that we'd like to hear at halftime in a sporting event. I don't think we really use that term anymore. We kind of just we pick do. a track. I mean, like every song it's, I've picked, it's a loose interpretation. Every song I've picked, I've wanted to hear at halftime. Even All Saints, Pure Shores, mate. Mm. Yeah, true. especially Kevin Girdler, mate. Every time, mate. Every time. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen back to podcast number. Couple weeks. Yeah. Number like four. Five, this is eight. This is number eight. I think yeah. it was like number five or four, four or five, whatever. I have a listen to all of them back on Spotify, or Google Podcasts, Seven Sport and Dean Radio. Right. Um, let's spin the wheel then to see who track. Oh, we haven't done the track yet. What track are you going for, Butler? I've picked the song from Goal Two, one of the uh, the middle of the Good goals. Movie. I've picked Awesome, No Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. that's Very a tune. Good song. One of my favourite songs from 2005. I've gone for, um, from the Karate Kid, Joe Esposito, You're the Best. Mm, okay. I've gone for the classic Survivor, Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. And by your look... One of us had to you, pick it. You probably predicted I was going to pick that. Yeah, well, well, for either that or You Two Beautiful Day, the yeah. premiership. Um, so I've gone for that. It'd be good to hear that on a Saturday morning, wouldn't it? Come on. I think any track would be good to be. I think, yeah, all, yeah, all three of them. Let's spin the wheel, see who's going to be picked this week. The high tech I, mean, I do like the budget song from Karate Kid, to be fair. Yeah. I would, wouldn't mind that. They're all good tunes, mate. It's Kelsey. Yeah. So Kelsey's track is going to be played after the break. Um, what after a song the news. to be on a Saturday morning as well. Um, let's do the... Let's not bother. We'll do the next week's theme spinner after the news. So... 
What's the track? It's Joe Esposito and You're es the Best. Esposito, You're the Best. Yeah. You're well, the that's best. Esposito. Around. I know the, the track. Best yeah. by Joe go. Esposito. Well, there you go. Yeah. That is coming up after the 11 Famously made news. a Hairy Bikers compilation album, if uh, you wanted to try <laughs> and find it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, Kelsey has bought brand new CDs for, for, the, for his road trips. We mm. need to dig into this a little bit more after the news <laughs> at 11 o'clock. Halftime Bovril coming up. This is Sem Sport on Dean Radio. That was this week's halftime bubble track. Then you're the best by Joe Bean Esposito. Did I get that right? I don't think you need to put the bean in there, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, Joe, Joe that's Esposito says on my system. That's his name. Fine, mate. Yeah, Joe Bean Esposito. I think I think it, the 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 actual name you're looking for is Joe Esposito. Uh, okay. is, is is his actual name? Why is I, it I bean, don't know then? where the bean has come from on the on Spotify. There, to be honest with you, mate. But uh, <laughs> good track, nevertheless. I like Very it more now because his middle name's Bean. I mean, if you're listening to that on a on a Saturday morning just after eleven o'clock, you know, you might put in the breakfast on or something. I like to think people Preaching. like alarm clock goes off, Dean Radio. You're the best, and you're just getting out of bed, and you're straight off. Yeah, but then, if, but like, then yeah. they've already missed an hour of the show. True, yeah. But they'll but be able to listen again. Yeah, there you True. go. Right on brand, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Um, that was this week's Halftime Bubble track then, and we're going to have to pick a theme for next week. Cassie isn't here next week, but he is going to submit a track. Um, this is a spinner. Who's going to be picking the theme for next week? I've still yet to pick a theme for an hour. Are you actually? Mm. Hmm. Well, it's your turn this week. week. I don't think I've picked anything for three weeks now. Yeah, I've I been sat so. on this theme for weeks. There we go. Be now, prepared before, to be underwhelmed. Actually, I have picked a theme before. I bought artist girls with band, the I? name Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Food types. Um, no, obviously there's been a lot of storms, and storms are named after people. So you need to be picking a track where the title is somebody's name. Or an artist who only has one name. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Cher is acceptable. Yes. Stevie Wonder is not because he's only got... He needs to have one name, like Ronaldo. Like but Madonna. One name. No surname. Madonna. One yeah. name. Or the track needs to just be a person's name. Or have a person's name in it. Oh, I'll pick Madonna like a prayer. There you go. That's my choice. It's like a dream, dream to me. <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's uh, it's quite a broad one, to be fair. There's a lot of options. You get, you, you're gonna have to throw that in the group chat again at some point, mate, because yeah. uh, I'm gonna forget that. Excellent. Uh, you well, could have a bit of could you have an example? Yeah, I mean, yes. like, surely. That's Cassie's gonna go and see him tonight. Yeah, but like, be a week old then. But it's yeah. an alias, isn't it? It's an alias. It's not. I mean, I, 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 I have it. I have it. It's Madonna's name, actually, Madonna. I think you have it. Probably, probably. I think Cher is an alias as well, isn't it? Like that. I'll let you have an example. Don't worry. I let you have Stormzy if you want him. It's like I'm pretty sure Dizzy Rascal is not Dizzy Rascal's real name. Just you know, throwing that out there just for argument's sake. Well, there you go. That's next week's. I mean, I already ironed up the double whammy of Eminem Stan. Tick off both boxes, please. Oh, well, that's not just one name. Oh, what's it? It's one name. A bit of Dido, um, mate. Dido's greatest hits. I'll be looking at that. Dido, yeah. Some good ones. <laughs> and well, 
like to thank you. <laughs> Let us know what you would pick for your halftime bubble. Which Dolo song should we pick? <laughs> That's next week. Adele. You can have Adele. Everyone yeah, loves Adele. No. Wow. I'd like to go... Prince. Mmm. Good. The mm. the simultaneous sort of mmm of yeah. approval. That a bit too small there. for me. Mm. Prince. Yeah. Too small? Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> small bloke, wasn't he? <laughs> Only about 5'4". <five>, <laughs> That's got to be a theme one week. <laughs> Artist under... <laughs> under 5'6". <foot> yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Vern Troyer. Anything with Vern Troyer appeared on it, like the Hard Knock Life from Austin <laughs> Powers, mate. That's good. Then, uh, I I do like the idea of like the sport in movie things, but we should just do all movies. But you relate it to just like yeah, any track very, from any very, movie. any that track from any broad, movie, though, isn't yeah. it? You can literally have anything. <laughs> all right, <laughs> comedy <laughs> movies or I don't know. Ah, oh, mate, straight away. Happy Gilmore is in there straight away. We might have oh. to uh, string this feature out. Depends how long we do this show for. We might get a bit stuck on ideas. Yeah. Be, Maybe we could do a whole big. show of just halftime Bovril. Like, that, easy. That'd be the Christmas special. <laughs> when we've run out I've of content. Bovril after halftime Bovril. We've run out of content spinner during the after summer. Spinner. Listeners going, it's been halftime for an hour. <laughs> during pre-season, when there's no content, that's, you know, just play, play music. Well, to be fair, we're padding this show out pretty well this week with, uh, with the weather. That's what we do, mate. We yeah. did it last week. We'll do it this I'm week. I'm already, my mind's just going with uh, song titles with just people's names in them. Mm. And uh, artists of just one name. Anyway, for the fourth Keep time, Wham, for example, uh, is that no, like? because that's collective. George Michael and that's the other two, fella. Two is mm. W Ham. Mm. <laughs> West Ham. W Ham. Yeah. Where's George Michael? <laughs> Lovely. You can't have him either because he's only got. Do you want to know what my theme would have been? First do you want to know what my theme would have been? Go on then. I can't do it next week now, but like or whenever it would have been people with the name George. <laughs> Mine would have because just of Storm. Jorge. Jorge, but <laughs> the English translation is George. That was my theme because it's going to be. Mine probably would have just been like Welsh artists or something because I'm in Cardiff. So, yeah. No, no, would have been another dead I mean, I would have gone to Charlotte James. Church. It's not unusual. Stereophonics. Charlotte Church, Welsh? Yes. Yeah, of course yeah. she is. Yeah. I'm moving a name like that. Of course she is. National treasure in Wales. I'll have you know, son. Erin <laughs> Catherine Jenkins wouldn't. She's a bad word. singer, you know. Oh, was well, she? Great, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I watched zero seconds of that program. I'm quite surprised she was on it because she's actually quite um, successful in her career. <laughs> she didn't need to go on the mass again. What, and Teddy Sheringham isn't? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, come on. He retired <laughs> about 100 years ago. Got scored in the Champions League final. So you did watch it? Uh, I didn't that what you did zero no, seconds on that show? I saw on Twitter that Teddy Sheringham was a tree. Oh, yeah. Dressed up as a tree. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw it. And he sang Will Young's Evergreen. Ah. And butchered it. I mean, if you <laughs> if you are a tr- yeah, if you want to hear me butcher it, you need to be coming to Windsor with Long Levens tomorrow. Well, today. No, no, no you've done it. Over. We've all done yeah. one. That's right. Everyone's allowed one. We've all. Yeah, but I'm one. tired, so. Excuse for everything. Right, old man. For the sixth time, that is this week's <laughs> halftime Bovril theme. Uh, next week's. Oh my goodness, that is next week's halftime Bovril theme. Listen, same time next week to hear our choices for that. Let's move on. Delightfully, though. Um, what are we going to do? Because obviously, if Kelsey's away mm. and he comes out for the theme, does he still get a chance? Because he's not here to claim that. Nah, I'll, I'll forego the, the the theme selection for for two weeks' time. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll happily I'll happily do that now, and I'll just pick one for when we're back in two. Well, when I'm back in two weeks, or we just pick a theme like a generic theme to go with next week's show. We might as well talk about next week's show now, shall we? <laughs> Should we just do, should we go straight into that? <laughs> no. Why not? Oh, yeah, why not? oh that, planning. I yeah, that, like, that was the next part I of the show. It was, I thought it was a joke. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were making a joke that you were going to be... 
<laughs> predicting what the future. What happens when Matt predicting does the plan the for the show? It's on the schedule for this, this part. what happens when games are called off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week's show is only going to be myself and Ryan Butler because Kelsey is stands, on a subject to change. romantic weekend. Does a romantic weekend start on a Thursday? Like, could you class that? As when did you come home? Sunday. Well, yeah. Yeah, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Is the end of the week? True. Where are you going? Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff, yeah. Oh, you With the old ball and chain. Yeah. Jesus. Wearing doors. <laughs> what other ones are there? When Kelsey comes back, he'll be crawling out from under the firm and joining us back on uh, Seven Sport. <laughs> so no, Kelsey's birthday, not with yeah. us, but sweet. next Saturday is the Saturday before Cheltenham Festival. Cheltenham. <laughs> Can we play that next week? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard I don't that. think you'll be able... Will you be able to? Isn't um, it like copyrighted by Paddy Power? We can play it as Royalty like, Paddy fan. Power did this. Yeah, we'll credit mm. them. Anyway, that, that, we're, we'll not, we're not playing next week's show. Oh, I'll just record my own version and we'll play that instead. A cappella version. Mm. So next Basically, Saturday is the Saturday before Chapman. Matt, I need to, to explain to you what this is. It's you walk into Paddy Power during Chapman <laughs> Festival Week. You can explain this. And they week. have an advert that they've recorded themselves. <laughs> You know the song Downtown? Yeah. So the song starts with, what was it, when you're lonely or, and you go into Cheltenham. Instead of Downtown, they say Cheltenham. And uh, it's it's thrilling. I think that's pretty much, you You described it absolutely perfectly, mate, to be honest with you. I don't think you could have put it any Except better. Except the fact that I horrifically forgot the words to Downtown. <laughs> oh, well. When life's... Getting you lonely and you're going down <laughs> downtown. You clip that up, mate. Yeah, clip that up. <laughs> clip that up right away. Right. Um, so yeah, next week's show. It's the Saturday before Chatham, subject to coronavirus. Um, <laughs> it's going to be on. Apparently, subject they've been to saying paranoia. They've been saying it's all going to be on. It's, it's fine. You, um, so what we like to do at Seven Sport is we we all enjoy um, a bit of Chatham, don't we? A bit of Chatham Festival, like a bit of a bet. Yes. On the, on the festival, um, and usually on Seven Sport we do um, a couple of things. Butler does his betting on a budget for the festival throughout the week. Um, so he'll be doing that. And um, we also do the, uh, what year are we into now? Fourth or fifth year of doing this? Fourth, fourth year. Fourth year, fourth year of the annual Seven Sport Tips the League for no, Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, is it? I think it's the third year, isn't it? Third or fourth. I think We're it's the third it year because we started in 2018. So 2018, 2019, yeah. this will be the third year. I don't year. think you did. I think you started it in 2017, the year I got mm. married because we were Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Seven Sport. Ooh. That is correct. Mm. There you go. Um, but Knowledge. yeah, we have a tips to league with um, some of our, the friends of Seven Sport who join in um, and compete to be the top tipster throughout the week of Cheltenham. Breaking news um, on that. I'm yet to send invites to actually invite people. So oh. we have a pool of about 16 people, I think, have, have been in it previously. And 10 people will be included. As ever, it's an elite list. Do I, do I edge my way back into it this year? Because I didn't do it last year. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we have to have that meeting and discussion whether <laughs> you're still under your banning order for, for ducking us. Yeah. That was busy. Mm. Bringing up a child. And what you got to remember is where you get Kelsey, who, who nearly got banned a couple of years ago for not putting in tips and throwing his toys out. For sulking and going off. Busy, mate. I was busy. Oh, I lost, so I'm not going to play anymore so that's what we do at seven sports so next Saturday's Saturday show is going to be our Cheltenham festival special where we're going to look ahead to the festival we're going to have all of the 
runners, I should say, runners and riders. Christ, we're going to get every, everyone on, are we? As, as many as we can, anyway, as many as Except possible. Kelsey. Except Kelsey. Except Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, he can do us a little, a little <sighs> clip. Um, but we're going to try and get everyone on who's doing the Seven Sport Tipster League. Um, their views on Cheltenham, their views on the Tipster League, um, how they think they're going to fare and that kind of thing. So it'd be me and Butler talking about Cheltenham Festival, talking about the Seven Sport Tipster League, and that's going to be on, on Dean Radio next Saturday. I mean, not even taking shots, but now we can speak to Gloss City players. We might get the uh, the original reigning champs back. Mm. Joe Hanks and uh, Zach Kavitzer, potentially. Yeah. Who knows? This is just clues, potentially, on who could, who could be back. Colin... Colin from uh, Slimbridge, he's the the current Tipster League uh, champion of Cheltenham, but me and Kelsey are the current champions, champions. for finishing at the top at Aintree. I'd like to point out that uh, if it came down to goal difference, I'd, I'd win for having picked more winners, but Kelsey had a good run, one of the best runs Kelsey's had. And yeah, follow it on the website, you know, we get a lot of... Um, good tips to be honest we've had a good record in the big races recently um and and yeah a bit of fun there's rules to follow so you can have a bit of fun at home and, and see how you do and also it's nice to see kelsey fall foul of those rules and then complain in the same way matt complains about var <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. bring that in video video assistance ref to be able to uh for to what use what use do you have of that <laughs> like you you can't just make your own steward's inquiry like, say, for example, if Paisley Park's winning up the hill and then he gets bumped off. My like, horse, oh, by the my way, finishes second. To be fair, so I'm yeah. having a go and I'm like, nope, overturn that too. <laughs> if Butler gets to do that kind of thing, he shouldn't be He shouldn't be one of the one of the runners in the competition. He should just be the judge. That's right. With the rules that I implement on it, it is as fair as I could possibly make it. Mm. And also the minus points keeps it interesting for everybody. And then it, what that hopefully inspires is people to pick up a variety of horses and not just tend to go for the one that they've seen in the morning paper yeah so that's next saturday's show if you want to look back at last year's um tips to league it is on the website somewhere just search for it just search tips um, to league it's all on there yeah you'll see you'll see how it kind of works now how, how it goes down um but we'll be talking to everybody or as many as we can who are involved in the tips league keep an eye out on sevensport.co.uk next week um for information about people who are going to be in the tips to league yeah um, and then join me and Butler next Saturday in the already got an idea here. of what I'm going to do as well to be able to play on the show we'll have a little um, profile of everybody I think get, get a recording all week because there'll be no games let's face it the midweek games are going to be called off because mm-hmm. of the rain we're never going to see a football game ever again Matt football's thing of the past yeah we'll um, finish this season in June mate at this rate no depressing I was looking at um, some of the leagues and uh, Northern Senior League have already started the uh, putting games in at the start of May. Gosh. Tough times, especially with the Euros on the, the horizon. Yeah, we want to get done for the Euros. And then it'd be what do you think all those players that are, might be in the shot <laughs> for the England squad from the Northern Senior League? I mean, Josh, South Wales, watching them. Josh Wales at Chalford, he's due recording. They might have tickets, to be fair. You know. Yeah, but um, the Euros don't start till June. Uh, it was it was just a, just a joke. That's a, yeah, it's a joke, mate. Yeah. Um, right, that <laughs> we need to push Kelsey versus Matt into the next part of the show. Um, so we'll do that first, and then coming up is the interview with Sharpness manager Tom Patterson. <laughs> Patterson, <laughs> did you do that on purpose? No, oh, Tom God. Patterson is coming up. What well, absolute Sharpness manager? Can we get this train back on track, please? Yes, the and then we'll do Kelsey versus Matt. Any other business, and that is the end of today's show. This is Seven Spot on Dean Radio. This is Seven Sports on Dean Radio. I'm pleased to say, Matt, that we're joined 
on 7 Sport on Dean Radio by Sharpness manager Tom Patterson. Tom, how are you this morning? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks Brian, thanks for asking. Now, Sharpness are having a great time of it so far in the County League. Um, you know, 12 months ago when, when you're top of the, the Northern Senior and fighting for the title there, if I had said, you know, you're going to be first or second um, in the County League, what would you have said back then? Um, well, I definitely wouldn't have expected it back then. Um, obviously, being an unknown quantity, coming up into the county league, not knowing the level of competition, how we'd react, obviously, uh, different venues to go to. I'd have thought it would have been a hard task to be involved at the top end. Um, but the, the boys have been pretty really good, um, adapted really well to the different competition. I think it's definitely helped the fact we've come up um, with a you know, very similar squad to what we had last year. Continuity's been good, and um, I just think we've adapted really well quite quickly, and just kept momentum going. I think that's the biggest thing. The momentum's just been been able to keep going, and that's really helped us. Yeah, I was going to say that I saw that you know a lot of the squad is the same as the the, the squad you had last year. Um, how did that affect your planning in the summer for the new division? Um, I think to be totally honest with you, obviously going from a change of manager, Terry uh, did run it last year. Obviously, I was involved more playing side of it last year. I think it was just, as a club, I think we felt we wanted to give all the lads that um, had done so well to get us promoted uh, the opportunity to, you know, play and be have a massive impact on the team this season. Um, I don't think we ever sort of outreached anybody to come and join us. Um, obviously, if people were interested, then uh, we wouldn't turn people away and, and we, we'd welcome them in. Um, but thankfully, obviously, the lads who you know were involved last year um, have, have had the quality and obviously have showed the ability to be able to step up to this level. And uh, you know they've not looked out of place really. They've adapted really well and they've been brilliant. Can't fault them at all. I know since since the last time I came down to to Sharpness, you know facilities have have improved as well, and, and obviously a lot of work's gone on behind the scenes to get the, the club to a certain level. You know, how proud is everyone at the club of, of the way it's all going so far off the field? Yeah, it's, it's been brilliant. You know, it's been a, a massive uh, club effort. You know, it's the one thing that's held the club back for, you know, about 30 years now, not having the facilities. Spent, you know, the, say 30 years in the Northern Senior League. You know, and it's been a testament to everybody involved to keep going, really, because it, it can be difficult when you can't really go anywhere and you're sort of stuck in the same position. It's been a long time coming. Um, but when we needed the support and help of the local community and, you know, businesses and even all the volunteers within the club, you know, everyone pulled together to, you know, make sure that we got this facility now, which it, which is a magnificent facility, you know, and it, and it allows us potentially in the future, if we choose to or we're able to, to maybe develop and go higher. Um, but it's been down to a, a massive club effort from, from volunteers, really, and without them, we wouldn't have built it, to be honest with you. And how do you uh, feel the, 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 in terms of the season, what sort of stood out for you um, in terms of, you know, saying, wow, you know, we're sharpness and, and we're doing um, this sort of expansion, this sort of development, and, you know, we're at this level now. Has there been any moment where you've looked at that and thought, Christ, we're, we're on to something special here? I think definitely as the season's gone on, and you've seen that we've been able to compete and, you know, be, be a strong side. It's obviously, you know, it fills you with optimism that potentially there is, um, you know, potential there for the future for us to maybe go higher. 
obviously we're taking it one step at a time. Um, we're fully aware that we can't be complacent and that this is at the moment something we've worked hard to be able to get to and that it, you know, if we slack or we drop off for any moment then we could easily, you know, fall down quickly. So, you know, we are extremely pleased and, you know, proud of the boys and what they're doing. Um, like I said, we've got a lot more to still do. We're, you know, only two-thirds realistic through this season and it could be totally different in a couple of months' time. But I'd like to think that we worked really hard so far. Um, I think the biggest credit to the lads is any time you have suffered disappointments this season, in defeat, we've managed to bounce back and get on another run again and it hasn't led to sort of a sustained period of, you know, bad results or poor form. And I think that's been great credit to the boys. And I think that's the main thing it's been about, really, is our character has been second to none. And I think that's one thing that we've definitely got an abundance as a team and as a club, really. And how important was it sort of at the start of the season, um, during the season and and obviously ahead of the the Frampton game today? You know, how important is it that you remain um, competitive and obviously look to to not really be an underdog. Obviously, the, the team coming up from the division below can sometimes be seen as the underdog. How important is it to, to be competitive in this league? Well, I think that was the main thing we always wanted to be. I think if you asked us in the summer what our sort of ambitions were for the season, we definitely wanted to be a competitive team. Um, something that Terry instilled last year and something I've tried to keep is that, you know, we, we get to play each team at least twice. And we want to make sure that we don't lose both games to one club. You know, we yeah. want to make sure that we pick up points against every team in the league. And luckily, you know, we've been able to do that so far. And when we've suffered defeat to Poco and Littlestoke in the future, we've managed to reverse those results, which is pleasing. Um, obviously, as the season goes on, you know, we're not becoming an unknown quantity. And obviously, teams are being a bit aware of us. So that might, you know, obviously pay. We might find that we get, we get found out a little bit more or we might find that teams are much more aware of us, which may cause more problems for us or make it difficult. But I think that, you know, with the ability the boys have shown, I think because we've managed to keep a solid and sort of similar squad and, you know, that we're all used to playing with each other, how we work, our strengths, weaknesses, um, especially defensively, we work hard as a unit to try and make it difficult for other teams. I think that's what's benefited us most, really, is going up and, we probably don't score as many goals as we mm. could do at times, and if you probably looked at the table, we're probably a bit, you know sort of middle of the ground really for goals for. But you know, like I say, defensively is what's strong about us, and we've been managed to score vital goals, is what I would say this season. We've had games where we scored last-minute goals against Rockleys, last-minute goal against Gallowilton, you know, late goals against Broadwell. So I think vital goals is what we scored, which has been more important this year, rather than games where we've racked up big wins we've won a lot of great but you know games by the odd goal and it's been important goals that have been the most important and pleasing thing and late is, you know it's, it's just the characters I've gone mm. about you know I don't think we ever know that the game's finished you know we keep going to the end which has been brilliant Does it show that you know potentially that you can look at it as your your side are hard to beat hard to break down? I think we are difficult to beat I wouldn't say we ever set out you know, as a team to just sit and just try and absorb pressure or anything like that. I just think that, you know, we've got a settled system. Like I say, we've got a lot of players that play all the time, so we all know, like, our responsibilities and jobs as a team. Um, and I just think, we, you know, our basis is we work hard. We make sure that we put everything in. We get, up, you know, up and back the same manner. And it's just making sure that we, we just make sure we're pressure, you know, it's Pressure on the ball to our position when they've got it in their third. We try and make sure that, you know, that's where we, you know, put the most pressure on the ball. And 
and set pieces, I just think the resolute set pieces, we try to make sure we definitely don't want to concede anything from that. And I think that's definitely something that's benefited us as well, that we concede little from set pieces. And I think a lot of goals in this division now scored from that, you know, mm. so that's been pleasing for us as well, really. Now, today's game, um, obviously weather permitting, of course, it's a, a big one. It's Frampton United, um, first versus second, you know, you said earlier on, obviously, it's about two-thirds of the way uh, into the season, a lot of games left. But saying that, how important is today's game? Obviously, any time you're, you're playing against uh, somebody close to yourself in the league, you know that, obviously, there's going to be a, potentially a big point swing. Um, obviously, we haven't played Frampton yet this season. Um, Frampton are a team that we have played you know, uh, in the past. Uh, when we were at the same level about five years ago and obviously in some various cup competitions. We know they're a good side. You know, they've been in the top two or three the last three or four seasons. We know that they're going to obviously pose us some real big questions. Um, we just want to make sure that we're up for it and we're competitive after not playing for a couple of weeks. But it'd be a sign of character in the first 20 minutes to see how we, you know, step into the game, make sure that we're not off the mark, make sure that we're you know, at the standards that we've set all season. And, you know, just one thing, you know, I don't think it's all or nothing. If the result doesn't go away Saturday, it's not something I'm going to worry about massively in terms of thinking, oh, well, that's our opportunity gone. As I said, I think they've got plenty of games left to play, so have we. But obviously, it's a vital opportunity, especially with us being at home and having a good home record over the last couple of seasons. We obviously want to make sure we pick up the majority of our points at home. Obviously, that gives us a big opportunity on Saturday to do that against a good side in Frampton. Would a win on Saturday, well, win today, sorry, um... You know, be a bit of a laying down the marker victory, or is it, as you said, is it a bit too early to sort of read into it like that? Um, obviously, it's always nice to try and beat somebody you've got to play again yet in the season because it gives you a bit of confidence mm-hmm. and knowledge knowing that you can do it. Um, obviously, I don't think in terms of putting a marker down, I don't think it, it would have too much sway on the end of the result of the actual table itself. Obviously, it would just, like I say, breed a bit more confidence into us. Obviously, it would open up a little bit of a point gap, which always helps, you know. You want to pick up your points as early as you can because, you know, you don't want to be going into the last sort of five, six games needing to win every game if you don't have to. You know, you want to try and pick up points, and that's what we try to do as quickly and as early as we can. Um, but obviously, we know it's a big opportunity, and, you know, you know, we like to both think that we'll be there at the end of the season. I hope that's the way it turns out. And we've still got to play them twice after this, once in the league again, and we've also got them in the semi-final of the Stroud Cup later in the year, so... You know, you, if you can gain that bit of confidence by beating a rival, then that's something we'll look to do. And obviously we mentioned, you know, what the targets were in the summer and, and sort of where you're at now. From this point, what would be a realistic aim for you um, for the end of the season? Well, you know, we obviously put ourselves in a great place now. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I, I, I know I want to be in the title fight as long as we can be to the end of the season. I'm not, you know, easy for me to say, oh, you know, new team, you know, top four, top five, good first season. Um, I'm not a believer in that. You know, we, we've worked hard now to get ourselves where we are and if we dropped off, I think we'd all be disappointed and I don't think that's just me speaking. I think that's the lads and I think they'd be honest with you and tell you that if they were speaking for themselves. Um, you know, realistic, you know, only one team can win it so it's going to be very difficult but we'll definitely be up for that until the end of the season. Um, also, cup would be great. You know, we're in two semi-finals. We've got a very tough, you know, semi-away at Bocco, which we know will be a very difficult fixture in their, in their yep. side in this league. You know, so, you know, and then Frampton, obviously, in the other cup, you know, but, 
you know, we'd, we'd be disappointed, I think, you know, as a team, um, if we didn't finish with something. You know, we want to show some reward. I think you'd be disappointed to get to the end of the season and everyone say, you've had a great year, you know, you finished top three or four, you know, you got to a cup semi-finals and things. You know, I think we'd be disappointed if we didn't have something to show for it, if I'm totally honest. But we know it's obviously going to be difficult to get something for it as well. So we're just going to do our best and hopefully we do end up with something at the end of the season. And lastly, you know, obviously you mentioned there about wanting something to 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 show for for the efforts the boys have put in this season. Regardless of what happens, how big of a marker have you laid down for, you know, the future of Sharpness to say, look, in this season and in the county league, you know, in our first season we've had a really good season. We finished a top two or three in the league. We've had a good cup run. You know, regardless of whether you win anything, is it still something to say, you know, that's a good marker to set for future county league, uh, you know, seasons? I think it will be good in terms of we can prove to ourselves that we're capable. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think, you know, whatever happens this season, next season will be harder again. It'll be another year we've been in the league. Obviously, complacency is something we have to rule out. Um, And obviously, another season where teams are aware of us a little bit more. So obviously, you know, next year we won't be new to people. There'll be, you know, a lot of the Bristol teams where I've ever seen us before, whereas, uh, you know, a few of the Stroud and Gloucestershire teams we've obviously played in the past and have done recently. So that unknown factor will be gone. But obviously it will prove that we are capable of doing it. And hopefully, you know, we will build on it. You know, if it doesn't happen this season, then, you know, we're not, uh, uh, you know, reaping the rewards at the end of the year. We'll obviously look to improve on that next season again and make sure we finish higher and do better again next season. We'll always strive to improve. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to be competitive all the time and we want to be challenging. You know, that's what we want to be. As long as we're challenging and we're competitive, we can't ask for anything more than that, really. Tom, thanks very much for joining us on the show this morning. Good luck to yourself today and for the rest of the season. No problem, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Sharpness manager there, Tom Patterson. What a lovely man joining us on Seven Sport. Yeah, doing great things with uh, Sharpness. They're doing sort of overachieving in a way. Didn't expect them to, to have such a good season. They were one to watch. They were my team to watch out there in the big season preview. And they're uh, doing me justice so far up the nest. There we go. Right now, it's time for this. BBC Television presents coverage of sport. Jump with a stick. Swing a golf stick. Swim in a pool or whatever. Fall on some grass. Fall off a horse. Punch someone's face. That's what sport is. Yeah, make a horse jump. Throw a dart and crash your car. Ride on a horse and mow a place with a ball. All day I'll just stay in and watch grandstand. <laughs> what do you think of that? I mean, that is the first time I've seen that. That's class. That is seriously, mate. That good is stuff. Um, Real comedian good stuff. Tom Little has put words to the grandstand theme tune. Um, so I thought, what a better way to start this week's Cassie versus Matt with that theme tune? Very good stuff there. It's good, mate. Um, good. Over to your host for Cassie versus Matt. It's Mr. Ryan Butler. Good evening, everybody, and good welcome. morning. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, good, good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you're listening <laughs> from, live on Dean Radio, it is Kelsey vs Matt with me, Ryan Butler. Last week, 
we were hopeful that we were going to see some games and we were. Kelsey versus Matt only saw one postponement and I disappointingly said in last week's show that Flacco Heath versus Brimscombe is most likely to be on. That was the game called off. <laughs> <laughs> so, before last week's results, it was 16-13 to Kelsey to Mario and the scores Tomorrow. went like this. Sirencester 6, Willand Rovers nil, as we've already mentioned in the show. Matt, you didn't pick Sirencester. Kelsey, you did. 1-0 mm. Kelsey for the week. Then we had the old PP, Flackwell Heath versus Brimscombe and Frupp. Um, then we had Winchcombe versus Falcons. Kelsey, for some reason, decided to go against Winchcombe again. Matt didn't, and... Matt took the point because Winchcombe won four three. Just like going against Matt. That's and right. they loved me on Twitter for it. So they did. They reminded everybody much. at full time that Matt was correct and Kelsey was wrong. Mm-hmm. Whatever, mate. Frampton versus Quesley. As we already mentioned, Frampton beat Quesley by two goals to one. Um, Kelsey went with a homer. He went with Frampton, so he got the point there. Matt, you unfortunately scored zero. Mm. The boys. And in the double points game, it was Rock Lee's two, Wick three. Kelsey, he followed Wick and got the two points. Matt. You went Rockleys and scored zero points. The wick. Mm, terrible. I'm well behind now. So this means Have going into today's round of games, Kelsey leads 20 to 14. Oh. And we are still yet to decide how we're going to do this next week. I'm going to have to give Kelsey the games beforehand. And By all means, it. mate. By all means. Excellent, Steph. Um, the good thing about that, though, he's not going to be here to hear the results. So, um, even if I do have another rubbish week like this week, uh, we can make it all up. It'll be fine. Um, right, we're going to go for another break. After the break, we'll do Kelsey versus Matt, the predictions, where we will pick our predictions for the games that Butler has chosen for us this week. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. See you after the break. This is Seven Sport. On Dean Radio. And we're back after the break here on Dean Radio. And we're here, Kelsey versus Matt, with me, Ryan Butler. And we're picking this week's games. We start Colchester versus Cheltenham Town. Kelsey. We start with Matt. <laughs> well, I thought you'd start with the person who uh, won last week. Correct, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I try to mix it up. Because me and Kelsey uh, had a conversation about how Kelsey's just going to pick what you pick just so he gets to maintain a certain level. So I'm mixing it up. Kelsey, we'll start with you. I'm going to go with Cheltenham. Cheltenham win. Cheltenham. In the spirit mm-hmm. of the festival. Matthew. 1-1. One, one. I mean, a draw. Well, he's take, <laughs> taking it to whole new levels now. A I draw. mean, if, you, if that comes in 1-1, one, one, I'm tempted to give you the money myself. <laughs> You were six we, one. We know it's subject to a pitch inspection, but Ardley versus Lydney was already off, so it'll be Forest Green versus Leighton Orient. Matthew. Um postponed. Now I'm gonna go for Orient on that one. Ooh. Kelsey. I'm gonna go with Greta Funberg FC, Forest Green Rovers. You're never gonna be allowed in the T end ever again. <laughs> it's Tunberg actually, but Mate. Whatever. <laughs> Don't care. A game that probably won't last That's the weather, problem. but we'll throw it in there anyway. <laughs> Quedgley versus Gala Wilson. Kelsey, we come to you. At the Gala, mate. At the Gala. Matthew. Stick to my roots. Go on, Quedgley. Go on the Quedge. Trev will be delighted with that. <laughs> and we're going to go with... Live in Longford now. Because, <laughs> because we're at risk of losing games to postponements, we have a similar deal to what we had a couple of weeks ago. So there is one double game, but if we lose two or more to postponements, then the fifth game will also become 
a double game week, okay? So think about that when you're picking your selections. The double game is Sirencester Development versus Newent Town. Kelsey, with you. Oh, hang on, didn't didn't I just pick first last time? Kelsey, <laughs> with you. Okay. Um. Well, mate, what the, I mean, that's <laughs> siren. This is just noises. It's just a just a pick, mate. Just Matthew. whatever. Oh, I was going to go siren, but I want to make it interesting, so I'm going to go for a draw. To be to be honest, I mean that that's probably the shout, but I don't like being boring. Fifth and final game. It's the game I'll be watching in Berkshire. Windsor versus Long Levens. So this, if two or more games are called off, will be a double pointer. As will the others, if two or more are called off as well. Kelsey, we'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> Windsor versus Long Levens. Well, it's going to have to be Long Levens, mate. Otherwise, Craig Martin's going to hunt me down. He'll hunt you down anyway, Matt. Windsor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Just because I slagged their kit off earlier. I mean, the Twitter outrage is going to be <laughs> horrific. It's nothing personal. It's just a game. It's just business. Mate. We'll Kelsey find out next week how we did on Kelsey versus Matt. That sums it up for the week. Kelsey versus Matt. Wave to the camera, everybody. We're waving. How many of you both waved? How <laughs> I many of you all the old one out? Huh? Go on strings, mate. <laughs> Uh, thank you for Kelsey versus Matt this week, Ryan. Um, let's move on to any other business. This is the part of the show we hey talk up. biggest sport and headlines nationally and internationally. Let's start over the pond. Tyson Fury, Boxing. Deontay Wilder last yes. week. Uh, the, old, like uh, the old gloves and punch bags. The old gloves and punch bags. I'd love to say, mate, that uh, I called it on last week's show. If you go back and listen again, uh, sat here and said that I don't see any way that Tyson Fury can... Uh, win on points he's got to go and knock him out so I'd like to think that Tyson Fury listened to my advice and came out storming and knocked Deontay Wilder out yeah what I like about Tyson Fury is the same things that Butler likes about him is he's a showman you like a showman you know he was dancing before and all this and Wilder was there getting his massage and getting ready but Fury was there with a crown on and he was like dancing around and all this love it love Mm. it you want him to win because he's yeah, you do. Yeah, everyone kind of. It, it's, Unless it's, you're American, it is. It's a, it's a classic thing, isn't it? Everyone kind of sides more with the. It, it's almost like a classic sort of in a wrestling sort of scenario. The the face versus the heel. You know, the person that everyone loves versus the person that. Well, not I'm not saying everyone hates Deontay Wilder, but I mean that certainly is a, a was a bias towards Tyson Fury last week and 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 even throughout the last. Well, even on the last fight as well. You know, it's his whole, and you, you take into account the whole story as well. You know, Tyson Fury coming back from, you know, his mental health issues, and you know, from being on the brink of, uh, of, of suicide, and and everything that he's been through to come back, and he's now on top of the world as the world heavyweight champion, and the one place to go from here is obviously fighting Anthony Joshua. Whether or not that will happen in Saudi Arabia or or in the UK, it remains to be seen. Um, but, it's got to be a Wembley. Got to be Wembley, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you look, at, you know, Eddie Hearn and and Frank Warren, you know, both come out, and at the end of the day, it, it is business. You know, these Frank these, Warren wants it in the UK. Frank Warren wants Eddie it in the Hearn UK. wants it wherever you make the most money. Eddie Hearn wants it for the money because what you, what you have to think about, you know, careers of of, of boxers are very short, and you know they've got to have income to fall back on for the rest of their lives. You know, I mean. Yeah, but <laughs> to be fair, he's just got short. thirty million from yeah, the yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, for example, right, Matt, if you 
were offered a job to go and install people's electric car chargers in Saudi Arabia for treble what you could have it for or or maybe even 10 times more than what what you would be paid in the UK what would you do but it's different yeah you for a simple fact that you'd be having you'd be having a fight and a bit of a training camp you're having a holiday in Saudi Arabia and then having a but fight that's a, that's a job yeah it's their job it's like, it's like when we sit here and say footballers oh they would chase so much money yeah but if someone offers you an extra 20 grand to go and do the same job and 10 miles down the road or like you know I think it's just a different situation with boxing, boxing because yeah. you, you're expecting different. if it's two British fighters you're expecting fans to like, all British fans to go from the UK to Saudi Arabia to watch put a it fight in, put, it, thinking, it, put yourself in, in, in Anthony Joshua's shoes right you're wanting to make the most money that you can do you really care where that fight is i think he as a person would i don't i don't think he would i think tyson fury is more likely the man to want it in the uk no i've I've, I've Mm. seen how aj is on in the media and and on tv and everything like that i do believe that he would rather have it in england but we're never going to know until either man comes no, out and exactly, says exactly. exactly. So, like, we can exactly. sit here and we can say, oh, this, this, and this, but we'll never know until either I don't either think either of them would come out and say it. I think it'd be their promoters who'd say, we're having it here because they don't want to be the... Because obviously it's two British fighters. They're going to be vying for everyone's support. So not one of them's not going to want to come out and say, yeah, we yeah, should have it over I, there. Because but if you look at it this way, mate, I, I don't think Tyson Fury needs to vie for people's support. No. I think no. Anthony Joshua is a man who will be you know it'll almost be like a election campaign where Anthony Joshua is you know he's going out and meeting Brenda from Bristol mm. like, oh, another one another one <laughs> a- AJ will go into it as the underdog now yeah 100%, 100%, because 100%. he lost that fight but Tyson Fury's That's always why. been a better boxer yeah always has been um you know AJ has relied on his power too much by fighting smaller smaller guys and you know when he and uh, yes right yes he's beating Klitschko um and you know he's beating Andy Ruiz but I mean at the end of the day, you look at it, Tyson Fury, in terms of actual boxing ability, is, oh, yeah. a, is a better boxer. Absolutely. AJ just relies too much on the power. But that's not to say that he's not a good boxer as well. He is the world heavyweight champion for a reason. Either way, it's an exciting time of British boxing. Obviously, having all the ch- championship belts within the UK is what we, we, we like to see. Um, you know, we we survived the Audley Harrison years. We got to this point now. <laughs> yeah. We survived the Derek Chisora years. But then you get like people like Dillian White that come out. Oh well, I should get a, I should get a fight then. He's yeah, boring. Fury. It's like it's like Christ. It's but like then what, yours, it's but like then Rochdale turning around saying we should have a shot at Liverpool because Shrewsbury drew with him. But the thing, <laughs> but but then we, you know, all of this chat about Fury versus Joshua is irrelevant because Fury will still have to fight Wilder again, and Joshua still has to fight Pulev in December. Mm. So until both of those fights happen, we will not know. So I mean, Fury can go and lose to Wilder. Joshua can go and use, lose to Pulev, and then what have you got there? You've got two two blokes who should be fighting each other for a world heavyweight title, but they're just fighting each other just to have a scrap. You yeah, know, I mean, then it will so be so exactly, and then it wouldn't <laughs> happen. Then it w- wouldn't happen. Let alone where would it be? It just yeah. would not happen at all. I, so um, there's a lot of tangibles that have got, you know got to be <laughs> worked out, and and things like this, and this, this, and this has to happen before it can actually go ahead, which is what everyone wants. The best bit of the fallout of the, the whole fight was the Deontay Wilder come out saying that the suit that he wore yeah. um, weighed him down too much to, and, he, and by the third round his legs were gone for carrying a suit have you like ever, 40 pounds. Have you ever worn a 40 pound suit of armour, mate? I mean, look at the size of me <laughs> and look how much I have to carry around on my legs <laughs> and the fact that I'm still able to stand well I mean you sat there earlier saying that you know you're, you're, you're tired already I'm an old so man though I mean like it's not like the Deontay thing Wilder's that... older than you yeah but mm. I wake up like 5am every morning 
He probably does as well to go to the gym. Yeah, but he's more of a physically active man than I am. Mentally, I'll do him. Mentally, <laughs> Dante Wilder won't last a round. <laughs> but physically, I don't have too much chance. Get him in front of a snooker yeah, table. <laughs> physically, he'd be like Dredgick Tatum versus Homer Simpson. <laughs> and you know when uh, when Wilder's getting carried out by the by his manager with the uh, the little um, wearing a fan, <laughs> fan <laughs> on his back, yeah. and I'm raised as a champion. You know, we'll be, we'll be laughing then. I mean, this whole thing with his armour that he's wearing, like, I don't get, I don't really get it because it's not like it's the first time he's ever put it on. He must have put it on and thought, well, it was different. Jeez, oh, that's one, a bit heavy. It's different to the one that he wore two years ago when he when he fought. No, but what, yeah, but he would have put it on before but the yeah, fight. No, you're in, There's a not just rehearsal, weren't there? Yeah, well, they don't yeah, just like... Well, 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 yeah, I mean, that is... That see if this fits, like, on the night of the fight. He's probably put it on. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fits, oh, that's lovely but, fit, yeah. Like, but also, consider... Like a glove. That, but yeah. consider that, when they're doing the dress rehearsal, they're not going out to do a dress rehearsal of the actual fight as well, are they? He's just putting the, he's just putting the armour on. So he's not going to know how his body's going to react when he's got to go potentially 12 rounds in a heavyweight boxing contest with... Bad preparation then, isn't it? With the best boxer on the planet. He should have prepared for it. Yeah, but I think he's uh, just coming out of excuses because he's also said the last it. couple of days he had a cut on his ear that made him unbalanced. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I mean mate, to be fair, cut on his ears, to be honest. I mean, your, your ears, you know, control your balance and vertigo, things like that. Clutch so, those draws. Clutch you know. those draws. But the, the main thing is that Tyson Fury won, which is what we all wanted to see. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, right, um, back over to Europe. I'm not going to go as far back to the UK yet because we're going to talk about the Europa League. It was the... Um, I shall put my microphone down for this part. <laughs> final games of the last 32 this week. Um, and we've had the last 16 draw as well. Bowing out of the competition, Celtic, and more surprising than that, Arsenal. <laughs> Brilliant stuff Thursday night on our group chat where we got uh, Harley Choose. <laughs> Again, I have not heard a noise made by a human being like Ryan made yeah. on <laughs> Thursday night when one Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang missed that sitter from like six yards and then also secondarily when they conceded that <laughs> goal in extra time I was uh, what a noise I mean we were on on Xbox Live chatting all night to be honest and you know I we for the whole of the United game and United won 5-0 and as a United fan I was loving it but I probably celebrated more it's, the fact just that Lukaku scored wasn't it just kind of they're like oh great United scored again bloody hell Fred scored again unbelievable but, the Galo scored what? I mean when uh <laughs> Well, the Nigerian prince will have you know. <laughs> and uh, when Olympiacos scored that winner, I just lost my absolute mind. And that miss, I squealed. I'm like, how's he missed that? I was like, I can't believe he's missed it. I was like, Kelsey, Kelsey. He's missed six yards in front of the goal. Like, middle of the goal, he's missed it. I have no idea how Aubameyang's missed that chance. Was it on level with Pedro Neto, the Wolves? completely open goal and he's didn't see it I didn't see that at all oh mate he's been put through keepers come out out of the, the box out of the penalty area keepers out he's rounded the keeper he has got a defender on his back and he's literally just like skewed it wide like like how central to the goal was he he was pretty much is it like that Rosenthal miss he was like the edge of the goal like say he was like stood here the edge of the goal was like makes great radio there. saying that mm. so he was kind of like one third of the goal right. in front of him, basically. So re- reasonably central, then. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's just rounded the keeper, who say where the sp- where the centre, like the penalty spot is, like outside the box, but in line with it. Kind of similar to like, uh, well, I don't know. I was going to say like Sylvan Wiltord against uh, Man United back in like two thousand and three or something, like where he missed that. Sir. Do you remember that one? You must do. That's, that's so very Wiltord. niche. Yeah. You mean Ryan Giggs? No. When he rounded the keeper and peered over from the edge of the box. No. He's basically missed anyway. Wolves could have won the game. Then Espanyol won it. The, the one at Highbury. Yeah, yeah. 
See? Got knowledge than you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Very neat. I think it's because United lost that game 3 1, so I had it erased from my memory, but you know, we'll have that. Um, so, last 16 draws been made. Um, United have got um, Lask. Lask. Who are they? I don't know. Top I'll of the Austrian I'll, Bundesliga. Alask. Alask. Oh, 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 <laughs> don't leave. Come back. Come back. Done. I'm out. <laughs> Easiest draw, probably, that United could have got. No, we could have got Wolves, mate. Well, that would have been <laughs> that would have been a completely dead game because every game uh, we've played so far this season has been it, terrible. It's definitely a favourable draw for for Man United, think, but it's not, honest, not it's not to say that it will be an easy game. To be honest, I think both, uh, well, all three of United, Rangers, and and Wolves will be pretty happy. To be honest, well, I don't know about Rangers. They got by Leverkusen. I think that's, I think it's still a winnable tie. You look at some of the teams that are in there: Wolfsburg, Inter Milan, Sevilla, Getafe, who were what third in the mm. the, the La Liga. Um, there are some difficult teams in there and then if you look at the, the draw as well a lot of those sides have got each other I think Sevilla got Sevilla got Roma, Roma. so we're going to lose one of those um, Frankfurt slash Salzburg that's being played tonight that's being played tonight as we record they've got Basel so Basel 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 Brush Tassel Tassel to be honest I think for <laughs> me I would probably prefer Basel I think that United's record against them it, it speaks for itself. We we have a decent record against them, so that's counts for nothing this season, though. Mm. We've got a decent. No, record I appreciate against most that. Teams. But it's referring back to your original question of easiest draw possible. When I I would argue probably mm. Basel's easiest slightly. Um, Wolf Wolfsburg have got Shakhtar Donetsk as well, so they're two. Well, you didn't. Really big teams it's one of those where Shakhtar Donetsk, you know, British sides have a decent record against them, mm. but it is that you know long trip on a Thursday night you'd have to have. So you look at both sides and who they've got. Um, you know, Greece isn't exactly the longest trip. Austria is not exactly the longest trip, um, and Germany is not exactly the longest trip. So, for the away perspective, I think all three sides to be pretty happy with what they got there. Um, Wolves, I think, are away in the first leg as well. Yeah, we're away in the first leg, and the times are absolutely ridiculous. The away leg is an eight o'clock kickoff, which is ten o'clock Olympiacos time, and the home leg is a five fifty-five UK time kickoff, which is crazy. Absolutely. Well, you ain't going yeah. to that one then. No, because yeah. I've been to every Europa League game since it started in July when we were like in the third qualifier, and I'm not going to be able to go to this one because I can't can't get a day off work to go. Well, to I, a I, I imagine so. United will be the away game will kick off at six o'clock and the home game will kick off at eight, probably uh, for policing reasons. Yours, yeah, yours has been confirmed as your home game is the eight o'clock kickoff, yeah. which is pr- probably works that nice for BT Sport because they get to show Wolves Both. first and then United, but. Um, well, it was always going to happen. It, unfortunately, it was always going to happen when you, when you're a big team, Matthew. It comes it with being in Europe. Yeah, very busy show today. Didn't get too much AUB in. Join me and Butler next Saturday as Kelsey is not here. 10 a.m. Um, where we'll have our Cheltenham Festival preview. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. This has been Seven Sport on Dean Radio. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio.